When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Well, hello there, and you join us here today to do a little bit of consumer advice. We're going to tell you 10 ways that you can tell if a watch is good quality. Tom, I think you've handled a fair few watches in your time, haven't you? Yeah, I think, because I used to work in the product photography department for Watchfinder, I used to handle, you know, almost all their inventory. I think it's between me and Tim Moso who's handled the most watches in our lives. <laughs> if you bought a Watchfinder watch between the years of 2000 and 2010, it probably had yeah. Tom's <laughs> fingerprints on it. So with our collective knowledge, Tom, I think we can put together a pretty comprehensive list of things to look out for to tell you whether or not a watch is good quality. What do you think? Yeah, sure. I know what I like. I know the touch of silk and quality. Well, let's get going for it, Tom. What's your first thing that you're looking out for to tell you that a watch is good quality? Yeah, well, the first thing is just that, the touch. Um, I think you can tell a lot about the quality of the watch just from the hand feel of it. You can feel the quality of the finish, you can feel the quality of the material, and you get a real sense for how well it's put together. If something feels hollow and rattly, it's probably not going to be the best material and it's not going to be put together. You want a certain sort of sturdiness and heft to the timepiece. That's your first indicator for a quality watch, I would say. I would agree with that. Sometimes your eyes can deceive you and actually going full Stevie Wonder on it and and giving it a feel (laughs) can tell you a lot more. A good quality watch is crisp, but not sharp. If it's all soft and smushy, it's, it's, it's bad quality finishing. If it's got nice crisp edges, that's good quality finishing. If those edges become painful to the touch, then you've got a problem. Sure. Tom, I want to chuck one in there. This one's often overlooked, I feel. This is a nice contrasty dial and by that I don't necessarily mean that you've got the full range from black and white in there to really make it punch but actually the crystal itself isn't getting in the way. When you put a layer of glass over the top of something it gives you all of that glare doesn't it? It washes out the the deepest colours and so what they do these brands is they stick an anti-reflective coating on the crystal. Sometimes on the inside, sometimes on the outside, sometimes many, many layers. And that can really help to bring that contrast back and gives the watch a real punch. It's like one of those little pieces of attention to detail that makes you think that the manufacturer has gone that extra step to make the watch a high quality one. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Sometimes you can tell if it's got anti-reflective coating as well because you see a little flash of blue when you reflect it in the light. Yeah, can be a bit of a pain when photographing, but um, it's worth it. I've got one for you. Go on. 
Expensive watch does not necessarily equals good watch. What? We've spoken previously about the rule of diminishing returns. Yes. And that means once a product reaches a certain quality, there's not much more you can add on top of it to um, get a great amount of value back from it. But still, the, the price sort of rises exponentially and the, the quality sort of rises quite shallow in contrast to that uh, rise in price. So something like your Richard Mills and your Hublots, God bless them, sorry, we keep picking on them, don't we? But they are a little bit like that in terms of what you're getting for your money. You're absolutely right. And it's not necessarily the goal of the watchmakers to provide the most value for money. It's the example that we always bring up. It's the Royal Oak, originally intended in 1970 to be a bad value watch, specifically for the <laughs> purpose of showing that you have the money to spend on such a product, that money isn't a factor for you. Yeah. And so sometimes there are brands out there that apply a price tag to a very recognisable look and feel that is designed to show that its owner has no qualms with spending money. So if you are looking for a good quality watch, you want the best quality watch, spending all the money isn't a surefire way to get you there. Absolutely, yeah. I'll tell you what will give you a good indicator of a high quality watch, Tom. And this is something you don't see very often. Busting a cap in its hands. <laughs> uh, please explain what you mean. Have you ever seen the pinion that the hands get pushed onto has a little hole in it? You notice that? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you have to be looking with the watch pressed right up against your pupil to see this, but there will be a little hole in it. Sometimes manufacturers will cap that hole. Just fill it in, just tidy it up, just neaten up the place, you know. And those manufacturers are the ones who are really, really paying attention to the little details. It's like the anti-reflective coating, but even more anal. If you are putting caps on the holes in your hands, then you can be pretty certain that they're taking care of everything else as well. Yeah, it, it, it is a, an identifier of quality, isn't it? It's like um, when you get that little rubber stopper that falls out of a, uh, a little screw hole and then you see the screw head inside. <laughs> if you're trying to sell your vacuum cleaner and it hasn't got that on it, you're not going to get as much for it. It's exactly like that, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, to dovetail on from that a bit, that attention to detail is always a good indicator of quality. And crisp details in general are really good. There's something you can notice if you hold a very high quality timepiece up to one that is maybe a bit more sort of factory produced and, and doesn't have the same level of finishing. It's like a SDHD kind of comparison. A really good quality watch will just pop in a way that is not really kind of measurable unless it's under a microscope or a macro lens. It's the final 20%, 10% of effort that is put into the, the finishing and the edging and the polishing and all those sorts of things that just really make it pop. It's all those very small details that contribute quite a lot to the to the final product. And they're very subtle, but they are very, very important and they make a huge difference. Yeah, it's definitely one of those you didn't notice it, but your brain did things, isn't it? Mm. And I I remember seeing a Langenzoner for the first time and it was like my own eyes were RTX on. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this has more. I can't tell why, but it has more. I can explore this further. I can I can zoom enhance. I mean, we discovered to a, to a literal degree that you can zoom enhance on a watch like a Langenzoner because it's very, very high quality. Yes. Crispy, crispy, lovely details. 
Yeah, the light catches it in a different way. When it walks into a room, people take notice, that sort of thing. <laughs> Everyone stops. Something's changed. Yeah, the player piano goes quiet. I'll tell you what to not look for, Tom. This is a surprising one. You would think a high complication watch is indicative of a good quality watch. Yeah. It's not. Well, and I don't mean if you buy a watch and it's got the hands stuck on. <laughs> there are watches out there that are fairly low quality, robust enough, but roughly finished with yeah. tourbillons, minute repeaters, perpetual calendars, all the works. The more and more that Chinese watches develop these complications and produce them for a more affordable price, the more we're seeing that those complications can't be relied upon to be an indicator for quality. For me, it's great that you can buy some of those complications for not very much, but it's certainly not something you can lean on. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? The advent of the off-the-rack tourbillon. But yeah, preference over reliability and finishing is, is far greater than bells and whistles, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Another one, and this goes along with that hand feel tell, and that's um, how the watch feels to operate. The winding of the crown, the action on the pushers, things like that, the click of the bezel. Do those things feel tight? Do they feel like they have been properly implemented? There's something about a pusher that there's no resistance, there's no wobble, there's no play in it. You just click it and it clicks perfectly. That is a really good indicator of a, a watch that is well put together. The same thing with the crown. If you get that nice, nice bit of resistance, you can feel those each click as you turn that crown is um, it's really important. And yeah, a really good indicator of if your watch is of good quality. Yeah, it's so satisfying to get a well-implemented function in a watch. I remember some of the value chronographs, you have to press the start-stop pusher so hard, it feels like you're going to break it. And then when it finally gives away, it gives away with a, a snap rather than a clunk or a click. Yeah, like pushing a, a sort of squishy, rubbery button on a, a TV remote. You know, it sort of <laughs> bleh, it just sort of sinks into the recess and, you know, you have to really squeeze it. You don't want that. You want a bezel turn to feel like it's been so massively over-engineered that if you were to take the bezel apart, all these springs and cams <laughs> and bearings would fall out because it's just weighted down with this mechanism. Yeah. And the same with the, the winding as well. Manufacturers who hand make watches often put very sturdy leaf springs in there for a real tack, 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 where it feels like you're winding a ship's capstan instead of a crown. Like you think, I could wind this thing and nothing is going to make it unwind. Yeah, lovely stuff. Tom, here's one for you. It's not very easy to tell, but when you see it, you really see it. Now, that is flat mirror finishing. I mean, any surface, whether it's a curved surface or a flat surface, that that mirror finishing doesn't have a wave to it. In the car industry, it's known as orange peel, where they've swapped to water-based paints and that the texture gets this wibbly-wobbly surface that you can only really see if you catch it in the certain lights. Right. But you want to have completely flat, completely mirror finish. In Switzerland, they call that black polishing because when you don't catch the light, it's just completely black. Uh -huh. And it gives you that real sharp contrast. Yeah. In Japan, in uh, with, with Grand Seiko, they call that Zeratsu polishing. Oh yeah, that's the best kind of polishing. All that tasty, tasty, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> They use, uh, specifically, they use lapping processes rather than polishing mop processes to get this high level of finish. And you especially see it in Grand Seiko hands. Once yeah. you see it, 
you got to have it. It does equate to wearing a mirror ball on your wrist, though, because <laughs> it's such a high level of finish. But yeah, that is a really good indicator of good quality and, and sort of next level quality, isn't it, really? Yeah. I've got one for you. Go on. Sometimes I struggle to believe it because, as you know, I've taken all my life lessons from Jurassic Park. And usually <laughs> I would say, if it's heavy, it's expensive. But that's not always the case with a good timepiece. As you know, there are many expensive, lightweight materials that watches are made of, titanium being one of them. Very, very lightweight. And it can actually be maybe a little bit of a downer if you're given a, uh, a titanium watch and it just feels like nothing in your hands. You're kind of like, oh, it sort of triggers your brain. You might think it's plastic or something. So it's, it's never a good thing to sort of trust the weight of a watch and, and base any kind of indicator of quality on that. Yeah, for sure. You certainly wouldn't say that a unique piece titanium perpetual calendar from Patek Philippe is a cheap watch. It's interesting that in inherent feeling of weight versus quality. And I even know that in some products, and this may happen in some of the cheaper watches, but outside of watchmaking, often they will put weights, just screw in a, a lump of lead or something like that into a product to give it more weight, just so it feels like it's quality. I think it goes back to an era when everything was made out of cast iron. <laughs> you know, yeah. granny's mangle. But we don't need Granny's Mangle anymore. We've got things like carbon fibre and titanium, and those are more expensive yep. than cast iron. Go to hell, Granny's Mangle. This is the future. <laughs> the last one I'm going to chuck in there, because we can't always get to hold a watch or see it in person, and you still want to know if it's a good quality one, is, oh, this is going to sound really obvious, research. Yep. There are so many archives of information, so many people to talk to out there that if you want to know if a watch is worth buying for its quality, especially quality to value, you can ask people. Sometimes a watch can look great in press images and sometimes you can't see the watch's movement because it's got a solid case back and it can be difficult to know if the watch you, you see is going to equate to the quality of the watch that you hope for. So do your research, ask around check out with the people who have already wasted their money buying low quality watches and suffered learnt the hard way that's how to do it yeah learn from others mistakes <laughs> absolutely div you're a listener what are your tips for telling if a watch is good quality or not let us know in the comments below please do like and subscribe thank you so much for watching goodbye bye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.